Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and into the month of July. As always, it comes so quickly, but I just wanted to say how awesome it was to hear about the experience of Pride at San Fernando Valley this past weekend, as well as the conversation with Kevin Nye about his book. Um, and it's just, it's great to hear that that all went well. Um, wish it could have been there with you all, but also it's just so great to hear those stories. So with this week, um, we'll move back into the lectionary with a passage from Luke 10. Um, We will be joining together uh, next weekend in the garden, and stay tuned for information on that. We might start a little bit early to avoid some of the afternoon heat, Um, but regardless, I'm so excited to be back with you on Sunday. So I think that's all of the housekeeping things, and then we'll just move into the space of breaking open. So we'll start with our text from Luke 10, verses 1 through 11. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet. We wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. The word of the God, word of the Lord. Um, so this text offers a very different perspective from probably the more typically quoted commissioning text in Matthew 28. And within the Gospel of Luke, this text is sandwiched between Jesus predicting his own death and the parable of the Good Samaritan. All of this call is a breaking from numerous levels of norms. And it's interesting to see how Jesus is portrayed here as the anonymous gospel storyteller that we call Luke crafts a story that casts Jesus in this role of a reckless leader who is asking or perhaps even telling um, all of these people to go out in kind of an equally reckless vulnerability and way. Even the normal expectations of religious dietary law are to be set aside for the sake of them going out. And this commissioning was a detachment of other traditions and cultural norms as well in order to be peaceable to those whom the apostles were going to see. And as we look at what Jesus is telling them as they're being sent out, he lays out a kind of protocol as they'd be moving throughout the world. 
He's sending them out in all vulnerability. It says, like, lambs among wolves, fully dependent on the provision from others they may come across. They also aren't to be pushy, to force anyone they come across to accept or to go and do something that they would not want to. And we can't forget that the disciples were going out almost pitted against the Roman Empire, which was striving to push any of Jesus' followers down or this new way, often in violent or cruel ways. So any villages that they might visit would probably be living in this fear as well. What would they decide to do with these vulnerable disciples of Christ? And what, what really did these disciples have? While they weren't to bring any sandals or extra bags or even extra food, they had the power of their stories, the power of vulnerability, as if to say, I see you, I hear you, we're with you. And the simple understanding that a ministry of presence that occurs around a table or in a home is often enough, that they were enough. And this is no small task. They're also invited into a picture of nonviolent resistance, that they would demonstrate in a space where they were not welcomed, out in the street, that they wipe off the dust um, in protest against you, and yet still remind those who would be watching that the kingdom of God had come near. I think there are still underlying truths that can be gleaned from this passage, even as I might not take um, an emphasis that pushes more of an evangelizing agenda that has produced harm within the framework of a more conservative take. Um, But I do want to extend this idea that this text is talking about all of humanity. Genesis 10 provides a list of all the nations of the world using this number 70, and basically to say that salvation is for all people. There didn't have to be disclaimers. And yet they're going to go into these spaces. They're going to produce a space of peace, um, one asking for acceptance. And yet that was, again, that was enough that they would share in vulnerability, that they would hope for hospitality, and they would move into the space of love and compassion. Brene Brown says almost exactly that, that spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in that love and compassion. I think there is strength in the demonstration that these disciples would participate in, um, that we get this picture of nonviolent resistance, um, and even a picture of them being allowed to move on to avoid needless suffering. And this was Jesus's call, I think we could say, is almost holy. It also reveals that the real quality of the people that they would come across would be revealed by how they welcome travelers without resources. Peace is this representative of the kingdom of God. A salvation is shalom. And Barbara Brown Taylor says, ironically, this peace is conflictive. And I would say the same of where we are existing right now, where autonomy 
to be who you are, to love who you love, to make important decisions throughout your life is being pushed against, is being constricted, and we as a community try to hold the space to recognize every individual's holy and sacred nature um, for all of who they are, regardless of what we may see that we're coming across right now, um, how hard it is to scroll through social media without seeing yet another kind of global or national tragedy as we try to make space to see what does it look like to be vulnerable and to still show up in a hope that we can move forward together. Vulnerability is not about winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Brene Brown says that vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. It also involves allowing our, our wounded selves, our difficult selves, however you might uh, frame it, to be present with your whole being, that you don't continue to push them aside for another day. It involves allowing these parts to be healed by merging with the rest of yourself. Um, I see this push and pull of breaking open, meaning that we allow our full selves, our full stories to be known as is appropriate and safe with others within our community um, so that we might break open this peace and comfort and love that comes to us through the Christ that dwells within each of us. These disciples would be going faithfully and they would get to experience the strength and resilience and capacity of their bodies to manifest the power of God that they heal and deliver allowing other bodies to experience peace and wholeness. And that is what I see happen within the breaking of bread and the pouring out of wine as we experience each week, that this is a space where we meet each other, that we too might be poured out in the space of hard and messy conversations, to be real with our emotions, to not try to hide them away, even in a space where we are saying, what now, what's next? Um, that we can hold each other together. So I'm excited for our conversation to see where this might bring us to um, contemplate these concepts of vulnerability and hospitality. How do we break open as a community? How do we pour out love together? So as always, as we approach this week, may we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. Amen.